This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning, the following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. So we're still recovering from the flood here in my part of New York. So this podcast is a little bit later than I would normally do it. And we'll probably have a couple of catch-up episodes in the very near future, like next week. Today on Safety Wars, three questions. So in the late 1990s, I used to listen to a radio talk show host out of New York City called Lynn Samuels. She passed away a couple years back, and it was a slow Saturday afternoon. I had a sit-down job at a facility where I was waiting for contractors, and they were looking for callers into the station. So they were talking about disaster response, and I figured, well, I know a little bit about disaster response. This is before 9-11, the anthrax cleanups, and everything else that's happened since. So I had pretty much nothing else to do, so I decided to call into her, and after this call, I became a regular caller onto the program. She wanted to know from safety professionals or someone in the industry, what are some of the things we have to look to do during a disaster? What's like, how do you interact with a public official, or are there some questions you need to ask, and things of that nature? Who would have known that a couple years later, this would have been a very important thing, especially in the New York area? These three questions could apply to any type of chemical, whether it's in the water, in the soil, uh, biological contamination, radiological. These questions are all the same, and there are whole courses dedicated and fields of study dedicated to all these contaminants, but we really didn't want to cover them on a podcast in depth because it's really impossible on this format. So what are the three questions? Is the air, water, or whatever you're dealing with safe? Is it safe to breathe? They're gonna, then they're going to say either a yes or a no. Chances are they're going to say, yeah, it's no problem. The question number two, what basis are you making that on? Is there a standard? Is there something else that's involved here? Is it personal opinion? Is it based on anything? And then they're going to go and they're going to expound and everything else. And number three. And of course, there's number three. Did you actually collect samples? Did you do an analysis? Is this actually the situation we're dealing with? Then the fun really begins. Because what happens is, they're going to say no. Or they're going to say yes. Or they're going to change the subject. I've seen this happen tons of times. This also applies to the work environment that you're in also. You're a safety professional. If you tell someone that the air is safe or there's no hazard here, you better be prepared to back that up. To be on the receiving end of that question number three, and you didn't actually sample there, or you didn't run a calculation, or you have nothing to really back yourself up what you're saying, it's really a gluvno situation to be in. Recently, this is what happened with the COVID mess with the reopening of our schools here last year during the public meeting. Someone actually asked question number three, and they didn't have a good answer for it. They didn't realize how important that question was did they actually collect samples right and the answer of course is no because there's no way to really do this with biological sampling there are no real standards as far as like a permissible exposure limit or anything like that so it's kind of hard to answer question number three but the thing is is that they did not have an answer for it and it made them look like uh, fools up there and added to the stress of covid 
Now, let's talk about something else. It's a related thing. Let's change subjects a little bit, but we're going to circle back around. We're going to talk about toxicology. Toxicology is the measurement and analysis of potential toxins, intoxicating or banned substances, and prescription medication present in a person's body. And we'll, you're concerned about what's called a dose of a response relationship. So you get a certain amount of chemical, you're going to have a certain response to it. Now you're going to say, well, how, how, where is he going with this? Real simple. This is actually from a website. In the workplace, a worker may be exposed to several chemical substances at a time. If the toxicological effect of the substance is similar, for example, and it has the same target organ or has a similar effect, it can be considered that the combined effect of the chemicals will be the sum of the individual effects. A common example is if you're exposed to several organic solvents, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'm reading this from a site. So you're faced with several different contaminants together, right? This is called, and you're assuming what's called an additive effect, meaning that what, you could think of it like this, one plus one equals two, right? So you're, it's an additive effect, two things get together, right? And you add the effects. So what happens is there's a formula that certified industrial hygienists and safety professionals use to combine all of these exposures together that we have exposure standards for. So we combine all of them together and, and determine whether or not we have an overexposure. So if you have two chemicals you, uh, and you have an exposure level and you have a time that you've been exposed to them, you add them together and then you figure out whether or not you were overexposed, not to each one of them individually, but what's the effect on the body together. And it's a mathematical calculation and math scares some people. I say you jump in with both feet and don't be afraid of anything. What's, let's say that you have a situation where let's say a building collapses and in the plume of smoke, you have 2,500 chemicals in there and you didn't really run air samples. You can imagine with 2,500 chemicals that all may or may not have the same target organ that only a little bit of them might add it together, like 2,500 of them all together, right? And this formula would indicate that you have an overexposure. The government officials may or may not realize that there's a formula out there. They may not be qualified for doing this stuff. And we're not talking politics. This is absent of any type of politics. Realize in a disaster, they, they're trying to calm the public down. They're trying to get things back to normal as much as possible and as quickly as possible. That's usually the government policy in this stuff. Just think if you're working for private industry. Every day you're not working. A facility isn't working. You're losing money. So you're trying to get things back to a state of normalcy. But to protect yourself, which is what that safety war is, and you're fighting that safety war, you got to remember those three questions that we had asked in the beginning. Is it safe? Number one. Number two, what's the basis of that? Are you, do you have a standard or something like that? And did you actually collect samples? Do air samples, water samples, soil samples, radiological samples, anything like this? And remember to keep the questions in that order. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, 
recording or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.